0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. Blue Star Families is keeping a close eye on how service members and their families fare during the pandemic. The organization just released a survey summing up the past six months, and the numbers are tough. Federal News Network's Scott Mocione spoke with Blue Star Families president and CEO, Kathy Duquette. The pandemic hits everybody hard, but it really has had particularly challenging, tough impacts on military families, and for a couple of reasons. One is that people who were deployed and, you know, at any given time, we have upwards of 200,000 military members deployed around the world away from their families. Because of the pandemic, many of those folks could not return home. There were stop movement orders that left one parent unexpectedly having to manage all the impacts of the pandemic by themselves. Other families were mid-move, so had gotten orders. Maybe their goods had been picked up. They were in storage, but now they could no longer move. Maybe they'd even moved out of their houses. So we even had a subset of families who were temporarily displaced with no place to live because they couldn't be in their old home or yet go to the new home. Uh, above and beyond these challenges around the stop movement order, which which had big financial impacts for them, many, many military spouses um, lost their jobs, and because The increased burden from the service member's requirements and the children no longer being able to be in daycare or at home meant that that spouse couldn't keep their job going. So that we're projecting military spouse employment is now upwards of 30%, which is really an unprecedented level of unemployment.
1: One of the things I noticed about this survey is that while I understand you were focusing on a lot of issues that are important to Blue Star families, but those are also informed by previous surveys, this particular survey exposes a widening in the cracks of military care, and that could be something from infrastructure to the benefits that military families receive. Is that something that you also noticed in in this survey?
0: I agree with you, Scott. I I think if there's an opportunity with this pandemic for us to shine the spotlight and and maybe even try to fix some pre-existing challenges, Uh, another one that really caught my attention a lot was the effect uh, of the pandemic on women in uniform and how much more difficult it is for women in uniform to meet their obligations if they're also mothers, much more so than it's impacting men in uniform who are also fathers. And, And that's something we have to really take on if we want to see women you know, continue to grow in leadership. We have to recognize that we need to um, uh, structure a force that doesn't require them to sacrifice their families at the same time.
1: Some of these issues are harder to deal with, like spousal employment. You, know, you just can't fix that overnight, but things like daycare or something like that, you might be able to set up a center or something like that if you could. So are you seeing DOD do things that they possibly can do?
0: I do feel that DOD was very receptive to the COVID-19 military support initiative work that we did. We had a lot of senior people, senior general officers and um, folks from the Office of the Secretary of Defense participating in our panels. We had them working to provide short-term relief when there was a regulation that um, inadvertently created a lot of pain for military families in the short run. And we see them really paying attention to things like childcare, this recent military construction uh, initiative, an attempt to try to build more child care centers, for instance. Uh, the, the current uh, Undersecretary for Personal and Readiness, he has a daughter in uniform. He's keenly aware of the challenges that military women in uniform face compared to men.
1: So along those lines, you know, what sort of effects might this pandemic have to the future of military families, to the future of the military, when it comes to retention, when it comes to benefits, anything like that?
0: We think right now we're at a risk of losing a leadership class of women in uniform because they've been so hard hit by this pandemic. If, the, if, if our DOD and our American people aren't willing to lose that leadership class of women in the military, we're going to have to make changes. And if we are responsive and make those changes, we're going to have a much stronger, healthier military um, in the long run. So the pandemic, ironically, while creating a threat and, and giving us a hit, has the potential to actually make us much, much stronger in the long run, faster than we would have gotten there on our own.
1: You know, I know that this is sort of a Sophie's choice sort of question, but you know, there's so many issues here that have gotten so much worse during this pandemic. Is there one that's particularly concerning to you?
0: I do think it's actually childcare. Um, and and childcare has a lot of different facets to it. Um, one is that, it, you know, one of the, the, the things that most allows for regular childcare and also for military spouses is the degree to which the service member can have predictable work and certainly if you are deploying, if you're in active operations, no one expects you to have predictable work. But the military can do much more than it has to try to create predictability in garrison. Um, so there are some things that don't require structural change but could make an enormous difference in people being able to line up child care or the ability to work. So there are easier, there's lower hanging fruit like that 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 is there. And then, you know, we have to then, Build in the idea that taking care of our children is part of our responsibility, um, and we can't just leave it to each individual to figure that out themselves. Because as you're moving every one, two, or three years, and dealing with the unpredictability of the military lifestyle, no individual is ever going to be able to so- solve this for themselves consistently over time. That we we have to understand that that's a public-private requirement. Uh, but here's it you know this is why it was great we partnered with ADC. There's a private sector incentive to, you know, do this right, um, as long as it can be made predictable from the government side. So I think there's huge opportunity for solution here. We just have to recognize that it's our solution to uh, our problem to solve, and that's not the poor individuals. Kathy Duquette, CEO and president of Blue Star Families, speaking with Federal News Network's Scott Massioni. Check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zell.